Welcome to this week's episode of More Tech. I'm your host, Michael Amorgan. And this week we have with us our co-host, Viquel. Hello. How you doing today, Vicky? I'm good. I got off, I got off from work, not at 6 o'clock, so I'm good. <laughs> I know uh, the reason why you haven't been a part of uh, some of the more recent episodes is because you've been kind of busy. I know some people are probably wondering about that. Yeah, I was busy at work. Yeah. Life happens, folks. It happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yesterday, Google kind of had their developer conference known as Google I.O. And they typically, like a lot of other, uh, well, I shouldn't say a lot of other, but the bigger name tech companies, when they have something like that, they typically... Ch- start unveiling a lot of their plans and some things that they've already worked on and are unveiling uh, for consumers. So with Google, they seem to have started this Apple-esque kind of thing where they do one event that's software-based and another event that's hardware-based. So we'll probably be seeing the Pixel 4 later on this year or the Pixel uh, 3a, which they showed off but I don't know if they actually said like when it will be available. Um, they talked about it a little, a fair bit, but um, yeah, they didn't give any hardware specs, which is kind of weird. Uh, just said that it was in line, but more affordable, and they worked really hard to try and get it to that kind of price point of uh. 399 well starting at 399 dollars which is super cheap for a phone for a flagship phone nowadays yeah yes um and especially since it pretty much has all the features that the three does and Um, more and more don't forget that headphone jack (laughs) yes They, they brought back the headphone jack which was Albeit a bit surprising considering how they've staunchly left headphone jacks alone for like two years now. So it makes me wonder if they're going to do that for the Pixel 4. Or they're going to backtrack. Um, what do you think, Vicky? Like, I know we've had our back and forths about headphone jacks and everything like that. But do you th- what do you yeah. think Google's going to do? I, I I don't know. Like this is the first comment I've seen. Like really, well, minus Samsung with the memory card slot. But this is the first comment I've actually seen that went like backtracks to adding a feature. But I guess it's also for persons who um because it's in such an affordable price range. Those persons never really got invested into the whole no headphone jack portions like if like price price range like that some person probably still using like an iphone 6 or iphone 6s also so they never really got to experience the whole loss of headphone jack to do so i guess that's why they kept it on the smaller well the the pixel 3 8 3 that's it that's it right yeah it's the 3a which is kind of weird because it's like it's very close to like the iphone whatever c and like whatever like the other names that they've given it oh 5c and then 10r right um granted this isn't the first time what does that the they've a done stands stuff. for affordable maybe <laughs> um but i mean it's not uncommon for them to do something like this like so for example 
I think this is the first time they've had it with the Pixel line, but with the Nexus line, which was the predecessor of the Pixel, they had it um, with like P, like the Nexus 6P and stuff like that. Um, but it's kind of, I think this is the closest they've came to the letter A, well, the letter C, I should say, and Apple's like cost-effective version, and this is uh, Google's affordable version, I guess. So... <laughs> Um, I don't know. It'll, I'll be interested to know, like, what the hardware specs are compared to, say, to say something like my phone, which is like, uh, this is a Google uh, Pixel 2 XL, but this is from like two years ago. Well, almost three years ago now. Yeah, um, because you never, you, you didn't get the three. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't, like, it's a very expensive phone and it wasn't offering me like that much more. So I just held back and i don't know i don't even know if i'm gonna get the pixel 4 this year like it depends on what all i have with this pixel like comparatively to the pixel 2 xl phones are not like at this price range that we're hitting with phones honestly like a flagship phone could last a couple months i mean a couple years like, i can't be can't be purchasing new phones every year at this high price range Exactly. You can maybe do it when they're like four hundred, five hundred dollars, but now they're like a thousand dollars, and well, that's that's the price of a laptop, for example. And you don't swap out your laptops every year. You swap them out every two, three, maybe four years. So phones are going to be the same kind of thing, and that's why I think a lot of these phone companies have uh, started to try and be a little bit more innovative. And then now you have pe people trying to make them more affordable, which has been Samsung's whole thing with their smart and affordable devices. Did I say smart? They're small yes. and affordable devices. <laughs> that was a slip of the tongue. Um, but yeah, so then you have Apple and now Google. So go but Google started off so well with the Nexus line. Like those were really affordable devices. And they packed a lot of power into them. Um, Postahoe says that they bet my potatoes are super soft. You know what? I think my potatoes are super soft too. Thank you. I'll share some with you. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So... There were a lot more things, and that was more of the hardware side of things, which was a little surprising that Google even mentioned the Pixel. Um, but getting on to the software side of stuff, oh, on a scale of North Korea to America, how free am I tonight? You know, I'm actually kind of not so free. I, uh, I have the show, then I have gym, and then I'm probably going to be dead after gym because my <laughs> muscles are going to be like sore. But who knows? I might make some time for you. You're that special. But, um... <laughs> stop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So, they kind of started things off with Google Search. Then went on to Assistant Lens and some other stuff. But, let's start off with Search. Um, now, they, they started off with some interesting things with it. For starters, they're going to be rolling out AR into search. 
So, for example, if I'm looking up something and their examples were both a uh, a diagram of the human muscle flexing. And so what they did was they searched for that. It showed up as a 3D model on Google search. They could then click onto that and then it opens it up into a AR um, version that you can place anywhere so you can actually see it moving almost like if it was a real thing. Uh, then they also then went into doing a great white shark so that you can get the scale of how large it actually is. And those uh, suckers are very large. Trust me. But I think they're like 15 feet long, 15 to 17 feet long at the, their biggest. You didn't know that. No. Let me, let me let me confirm that really quick. Great white shark. Of course, it's gonna say great white shark Bahamas. Um. So yeah, the females are apparently longer than males. So let's see, six point four meters. The feet is twenty point nine nine feet. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm a big fella now. So, uh, <laughs> post the hoax. Ask the question: Why does the big fella look like the type of person to lick their fingers before turning the page in the book? You know that may actually happen. Yeah, I could see. I could see you doing that. I could see me doing that too. Um, it depends, though. Like it really and truly depends because. If I'm trying to turn the pages and the page isn't turning, then I'll do it. But typically, I'll just like turn the page normally, like a regular human being. Uh, me, I'm I'm 29. Uh, Vicky, I don't I don't know if you should be asking a woman her age. Oh, um, I'm 23. Well, there you go. She's telling you. How old are you, post a hoax? Um, right. Oh, you're 17. Nice. Oh, Welcome to the stream. Goober. <laughs> Did you just call him a goober? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> when I was 17. Oh, we're going through nostalgia lane now, folks. Back when you were in high school. Going yeah. through things. I thought I was graduating around that time. I thought I was in grade 12. Mm, ah, yeah, yeah. At least, at least I know I was as well, so. Yeah, I can see that. Postdoc says you could end the stream and come over. I have a great treehouse we could play in. Ah, that is a tempting offer. Very tempting, but we do have to get on with this episode. But, you know, maybe after gym, I can swing by. You know, your tree. <laughs> um right so they then said that they will be bringing podcasts and full coverage news to search later this year as well so in case you're looking for more cookies or the more tech or more our esports rap episode uh, in google the podcast will probably show up which is a good thing because then you can click on it and then start to listen via google podcasts they're also going to be enabling you to uh, use Google Lens in uh, 
Google search, like I mentioned with the 3D models, uh, Google Lens will also be doing things to highlight menus. So for example, if you're at a restaurant and you're not sure what the popular option is at the menu, you can use Google Lens, hover it over the menu, and it'll use the information that's gleaned from Google search and what people would uh, recommend using Google's uh, rating systems and stuff like that. Then, you know, highlight the ones that are suggested or more popular. So you have a less chance of, you know, getting something bad. They're going to also enable you to... What do you think, Vicky? Oh, I was going to say, and you can also see your pictures of your food. That's true. Yes, you can see what it looks like. Which, you know, especially at these places that only give you words and you have no idea what this thing is. Uh, and it's really great when you're traveling overseas and everything's in a completely different language, which, of course, you can use Google Lens Translate the, the language, but you still may not know what it looks like, especially if it's something that you've never had before. So, yeah. Imagine ordering escargots and thinking that it's some kind of like beef. That would not be pleasant. But they're also going to be enabling you to do things like splitting checks as well. So it'll, you can just have the receipt, use Google Lens. Uh, it will tally up the receipt, add up to, you know, the different taxes and stuff like that, along with uh, tip and split it however many ways that you want it to split it. Uh, and of course, some more things like uh, if you are looking up a recipe, you can use Google Lens and it'll actually bring the recipe to life. So essentially, it'll show you someone preparing it. And I'm guessing, guessing, that's only going to work with certain websites. Because having someone actually prepare that for all the different recipes just doesn't sound feasible. Uh, now, like I mentioned, they're bringing the, uh, the translate feature into Google Lens as well when you do searches so that you can translate stuff and it'll actually read it out loud both in the language that it is currently in along with the language that you're translating it to so that's neat and i think something that they didn't do before and then they're going to be enabling uh google assistant driving mode which seems a little redundant because there's android auto which is an app that you can install on your uh your google phone your android and it, it pretty much gives you the same information that that would have done, uh, so on and so forth. So it's, I'm not sure why they're doing it. It, it just seems kind of weird to me. Yeah, no, cause yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I was thinking maybe it was for iPhones, but I think you guys can get Android auto as well. I'm not sure. <laughs> check now while Vicky's checking they're also going to be bringing Google duplex which is currently out in 48 states but it's only in this US so um, where you can place in an order well place in a reservation at a restaurant they want to also it's O T T O. 
Is Over that the it? No. 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 Auto? Okay, so... Oh, it's yeah. actually A-U-T-O. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, mm-hmm. What they want to enable it to do is to allow you to book things like movies and uh, rent a car and stuff like that. And, you know, they will actually fill in the information required for something like that. So, it's like an autofill. Yeah, it, it's very much like an <laughs> autofill. It's an autofill autofill. Um, yeah. Because, like, you're not really entering anything. You just uh, say that you want to do it. It opens up the website. It knows which kind of car, like, if you're getting a car, renting a car, for example. And it picks up on the kind of car that you um, got last time and tries to get a similar car or something very, uh, or the same car if it can. And then it will, like, put in all that information, put in your information, have you confirm it. Um, So that's pretty much the only step you do. Aside from saying, you know, I want this car, confirm it. Um, it gives you the information and then uh, pays for it. And there you have it. Like, it's that's pretty much it. We, we don't have we don't have Android Auto. So, OK, so maybe that's the reason why they're building it up. So people who are on iPhones can then use Android Auto because, you know, Apple doesn't have something like that for iPhones. They have CarPlay, but that's something separate and apart in a sense, which is built into the car or like something that you can attach to the dash, but it's not like on your phone, on your phone as an alternative to save money. Or am I wrong? No, it's not on your phone. It's on the, it's, it's on the car on your, or something you can purchase to attach to your dash. Okay. Um, they also have it where they can cancel alarms from uh, Google Assistant just by saying stop. So, for example, if I was to say to my Google, you know, hello, G, set alarm for 6 a.m. I see, I remember not to say, you know, hello, Google. Um, it will wait, try to, you know, next morning you'll try to wake up for 6.30. And then you'd have to say, hey, G, cancel. Or, hey, G, stop. Or something like that. Now you just can say, stop. And that seems to be the thing that they're trying to go forward with. So yeah, you, There's one that you could just wave. Oh, wait. That's uh, wait. the Google Home. The Nat Home. Sorry, the Net, Nest Home. Google Nest Home. Yeah. Yeah. Nifty. So all their Google Home stuff is now Nest Home. Like they're moving everything that's like smart home related into the Nest uh, family, which was a smart move in my opinion and something that I think they should have done from the beginning, especially since they were leveraging Nest from the time they bought them. And then, then they they brought up these other things like Google Wi-Fi, Google Home, so on and so forth. And like, it's like why not just call it nest like that's your hardware line for home stuff um but like i was saying like they also have it to where you can actually have conversations with google so you start it off and instead of saying like hey g uh tell me what the weather is you can just say like what's the weather what about where mom is um set a reminder 
And so you can say like something completely unrelated without having to then follow up with it with a, a hello G and move on like that. Which, you know, in my opinion, I think that's the way it probably should have been. It's a little bit more intuitive. Um, but I think that's because of how they worked with their neural engines and the machine learning that they did with uh, linguistics, which if I remember correctly, they said it was a hundred gigs um, that it would use to um, search through to try and figure out exactly what you were trying to say. And they not they like shrunk it down to 0.5, so like half a gig or something like that. I could be wrong, but I believe that was it. And so that allows you to then have it on your phone so it can search much faster and, you know, be a little bit more with the machine learning stuff that's on these phones, be more intuitive and learn better, which I mean, that's neat. Using that same technology, they're also working with other things that you're going to be doing with, with Androids, like Google Keyboard or Gboard. Um, I noticed when I updated to the latest version of Android uh, Beta, which is Beta 3, the keyboard kind of changed. It looks a little different and is a bit more, cor it's a bit more correct. And I, so I'm wondering if what they did was that they actually rolled out what they announced at I.O., where um, it learns from different people within certain regions as to like how they type sends it up to the cloud the machine learning processes it and then updates everyone's phones with that correct uh er like how you say things in that area which i think is a really neat way to go about it pretty uh, interesting yeah like who knows one of the options eventually for the bahamas may be buddy yeah. yeah, so that you don't get autocorrect by Bahamian slang. Exactly. Or any slang to wherever you might be residing. And... Hmm. Actually, I wonder if that will be... How that will be tying in. Is it going to be using location or is it going to be using Google Play? Because, you know, a lot of people register themselves as the United States, even though they're in a another country. Um, Guilty. <laughs> I'm guilty too. Like, I want my features and like. Yeah, I, I, I want all the good stuff, and you don't get the good stuff, yeah. So, like, I, I'm wondering how that's gonna work. I know they have the ability to lock it out based on location, by like how they they check it with like the telcos, um, how you connect to the internet and everything like that, and then make sure that your location is where you actually are. But, I don't know. They could make it simple and do otherwise. We'll have to see over time. Um, the next thing was that they, for some reason, are putting Google Maps um, and giving it incognito searches. That just seems shady. Like, why do you need yeah. to not have your search history for somewhere? Maybe maybe you like, go into like, the strip club or something and you don't want your wife to know. <laughs> that's shady like that's that's shady <laughs> like i i don't get that that mm, i don't know um they also announced something called project euphonia which is an 
They say an effort to personally understand the speech impaired. And their thing is to make all voice interactive devices be able to understand any person speaking to them. And so there's a number of different things that they've done. And Google and Apple have done a lot in recent times when it came to the impaired. So with this, for example, in this I.O., they've done it where if you are hard of hearing, for example, if you're watching a video, it will use the on um, it will use this phone to then give you information about and create closed captions for the video that you're watching. It can be something on WhatsApp. It could be YouTube. It could be just something you're watching, maybe on Facebook. It will understand that it's a setting that you can apparently turn on but it hasn't been activated yet. Um, and it'll give you closed caption as to what it, it's saying that, you know, is being said in the video, which can also be beneficial if you're in a meeting and you want to watch a video too. You don't have to be, uh, you know, auditorially impaired to use something like this. Um, there, in terms of um, euphonia though, they last year showed a um, someone using a Morse code input for G, um, Gboard, complete with word predictions. Euphonia is designed to personalize speech recognition and other nonverbal communications for those with speech impairments of any kind. Mm -hmm. Some of the demonstrations that they showed were included a personalized voice recognition model for a deaf man with slurred speech, another man who is restricted to typing one letter at a time through eye movements kind of like i think there was some other one there was someone who was like that before i don't remember the name um but there are a lot of other ones so they're building out and fleshing systems for those types of persons who need something like that so they can actually communicate um that's also one of the reasons why they are doing the whole uh auto translate thing with Google Lens because they understand that there are a lot of people in the world that don't know how to read properly but they can you know they can speak and like talk have a normal conversation but they can't read and sure while that's something that over on this side of the world for the most part I'm not gonna say everywhere um, it's very common over here it's i mean granted it's a lot less than it used to be but it, yeah it's still somewhat common um where people just didn't go to high school like they never actually finished their school um curriculum and they left to go either deal with family or make a living for themselves or so on and so forth and so things like that suffered with google lens and the translate feature they can hold it up to something and it can actually relay what's being spoken well what's on it and speak it to them so they can understand what it is at google io they use an example of a woman in india um she has two kids and you know she does not really know how to read and it's hard for her to help her kids or even know what their grades are using google lens however she's able to use that and it will read it and say it out loud as to what it is, what the grades are, what the ingredients are inside this thing, so on and so forth. Now she's actually able to use it and like get train tickets because now she can go up to the thing and do it. She can now use an ATM 
And so it's things like that which are beneficial to beneficial for someone like that. Um, and then of course, you know, this is Google, so they're trying to make things easy for everyone on a whole. So they brought up other things like uh, with Google Calendars. You're now able to, when you're making an event in Google Calendars, then it's going to allow you to see your schedule using something called Bottom Sheet View. Um, it's essentially just going to, when you press the button and then uh, the plus, and then you click event, it's going to keep it near the bottom of the screen so you can actually still see uh, a good chunk of what's there instead of it taking up to the entire screen like it used to. Um, you can also resize it inside Android or iPhone or wherever it is and like make the time slots bigger, smaller, so on and so forth. And do pretty much everything that you would have been able to do before in a a bit less space, a little bit less having to click through things to see and move through it, which I think is is decent. They also enabled um, digital well-being, which is something that's still kind of in beta testing for Android. Um, now, what that does, it's enabling certain new features. One of them is called focus mode. And that's something that enables distracting apps or, or and enables parental controls on the device, which is something that a lot of parents, I think, have been looking for. It looks like you have this like smirk that you want to let outcome. come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, were you a bad kid when, when it came to your phone, Vicky? Really, well, I didn't have I didn't have a phone until grade six, and it was like a handy down, and it was still one of those. Oh man, I can't remember what the keyboard type they called. Anyway, cordy? but it wasn't it wasn't no it wasn't a cordy. Um, um, it's like the old ones like what they have on the phone on like the regular house phone. Uh, but you have to like, like if you want A, you have to press one. If you want B, you have to oh, press you mean twenty. The, yeah, uh, the candy bar ones. Yeah, um, it was like one of those, and clearly it wasn't a smartphone. So no. Nah. And then back then I wasn't really on my phone often. I used to play a lot of game, so mm. I used to be on my game. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I remember when like those can. I remember the old Nokia phone. And like how fun the that was. Ones? With uh, snake? Yeah, with snake. Oh, black and white snake. Yes. <sighs> or green and slightly greener snake. Um, depending on if the light was on or not. <laughs> um Wow. That was wow. That was a good That's old days. A long time ago. But um right, so they're introducing uh more enhanced controls so focus mode is going to allow you to silence specific apps that uh, you can find the most distracting or spend the most time within so for example if you know that you end up reading webtoons for example late in the night you can stop that from you know giving you notifications to say hey this thing is updated um, which i'm sometimes a sucker for i'll admit um, yeah, he just is that mind pile though. Uh, 
another set is like things like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Um, you know, especially when you get onto those, you can be scrolling for hours. Let's not even talk about YouTube. Uh, and then you're able to keep some applications open with it, like text messaging on the phone. Though you can kind of do something similar with Do Not Disturb, but this is a little bit more of a nuanced feature. They said, quote, since creating our set of digital well-being tools last year, we've heard that they have helped you take better control of your phone usage. In fact, app timers helped people stick to their goals over 90% of the time, and people who used Wind Down had a 27% drop in nightly phone usage. This year, we're going even further with new features like Focus Mode, which is designed to help you focus without distraction. You can select the apps you find distracting, such as email or the news, and silence them until you come out of focus mode. And to help children and families find a better balance with technology, we're making Family Link part of every device that has digital well-being, starting with Android Q. Plus, adding top requested features like bonus time and the ability to set app-specific time limits. So yes, from your phone, you can give your kids five more minutes on their phone playing Fortnite. They're also having it um, with other features. So there's this thing called Live Relay, where it has a live transcribed call with another person in the same way that Duplex works. So you're able to type custom messages or even use a smart reply to send a pre-composed quick reply all based on the ongoing conversation. Uh, they say that that's still in research phases and we may not see that this year, but they were just kind of letting us know that this is something that they're working on. Um, they say that you don't need an internet connection, just like how you don't need it for the live caption. And so that opens it up to everyone around the world and you know, it's probably going to correlate with the Project Euphoria, sorry, uh, Project Euphonia. Uh, system. Now, they also went into Android Q just a little bit, talking about we finally got system-wide dark mode. Hey, finally, we don't have to turn on our phones and set them to battery saver to get system-wide, uh, you know, dark mode. It's just like something that we can quite literally turn on um, I wonder if it's I forget yeah so you have to go into settings and I think you have to go into appearance or just dark okay theme okay so let's see yep so you go into display and then you click on theme and you can set it to light or dark. I have mine set to dark. They also have this interesting new way of managing like how you move through with Android. It's very iPhone-esque. Um, I knew I would hear something from you when I said that. Um, so they now have three ways to uh, really move through Android. You have the three buttons at the bottom. So going back, 
going home and then like a menu or the button to uh, see every all the different applications. You have the pill, which you can press to go home or sl slide left or right to then uh, move between applications. But it also has a back button on the bottom. And then you've got this one, which quite literally just has like this little thing right there that looks very much like how it is on the iPhone 10R and 10S. And a little bar? Uh, yeah, the little bar. So for you, like you could probably see it like right there. Yes, uh, I see it. Yeah. Um, Quimbra is saying, "Is that Vix? I think they might know you, Vicky." Oh, where do you know me from? <laughs> <laughs> Let me open up the Twitch chat. Yes, Viquel is also from Nassau. Um, and I'm not sure, like, only one person does call you Vix. Only one person does call me Vix? V-I-X-X. V-I-X. I'm so confused. You getting cussing your WhatsApp after this, I sure. Okay, so, yeah. When it comes to that, it's it's going to be a little different than how we expect it. Uh, if nerds group, they say. Oh, okay. Gotcha. There you go. So what happens is if you want to move between apps, you can either sl slide like left or right to move between the apps. And so on and so forth. If you want to actually see what the apps are doing, like how many apps you have, you pull it up and hold it, and then you can slide across and whatnot. Um, if you want to go back, so I'll go here's in settings mode. There's no back button here. There's no there's, there's a back button up on top here, but if you want to go backwards, you slide from the side. And it could be, whoops, okay, did not mean to uh, do that. Could be any of the sides, left or right, and it'll take you backwards. Which is something that I have not seen on any other phone before. Um, you, know how, you know how annoying that is? Like, because how I'm so used to the iPhone, you know, just like swiping you fine. But it's super annoying when I go to use an Android and I have to manually tap the arrow to go back because I automatically think I just swipe and I'm fine. Like, so I'm glad I'm glad that they add that feature for y'all. You will get so comfortable with that that when you go to use another Android phone, you're gonna accidentally be swiping. I was doing that when I had the pill. Like I was just like sliding around left to right and like moving things around like that. Uh, this is just kind of like a little step in the other direction. But I was about to give up this mode because I did not know about the slide from the left or right. Um, and it was like there were sections I was at where it would not let me um, like go back because like there was no arrow to say go back or anything like that. And so it was really disturbing. Like I would have to close out the app to then go back to where like at the beginning, which sucked. And so I'm like, you know what, let me just see if there's anything 
in there because they actually do have descriptions of them and like what all and how to maneuver through them with uh so navigation uh so we have it here where they actually show the three different versions of it along with examples of what they look like um and they give descriptions so for example this is called fully gestural navigation and they say to go home swipe up from the bottom of the screen to go back swipe from either the left or the right edge of the screen to switch apps start swiping up from the bottom of the screen and hold before releasing for two button navigation which is the pill and the back button on the bottom um, they say to switch apps swipe up from the home screen swipe up again to see all apps works from any screen you'll no longer have to, an overview button on the bottom right of your screen and then there's the three one with back you know home and then the overview button like i mentioned earlier so that was interesting i but also a little bit perplexing at time um, when i didn't actually realize that that was it so yeah that said there was actually still more stuff that they announced about android q uh so what they're doing is they've always had a problem where it comes to sending out an uh an os update to different vendors like samsung uh, uh xiaomi huawei uh so on and so forth and then those makers would then put on their custom versions of the software and then upload it and that could take months before the end user actually gets it and that's not even including if the carriers then want to make changes themselves so what they're doing is that some of the more needed features of the operating system with android q they're going to break it down and have it be updatable through the google play store so it's going to happen from there um, and then you just click update it updates that you do not have to restart your phone um it's and that's a pretty neat way to actually go about it uh they also noticed that and they threw some shade that a lot of android users actually like to throw at iphone users is that you know a lot of smartphone features were first on android um and they actually had it in the background like a lot of different stuff which I, I I was surprised they they threw that shade, um, but then again Apple's been like always been saying like we pioneered this thing or this that and the next and when all truth they just re-engineered something slightly, or they just put it out there again, and then the world goes yeah. wild. They, they they wait for it to progress over time and then they introduce it again. And it's like oh my gosh, look look what uh, Apple just added to that new product. Yeah exactly um they're also going to be having it where it's going to be supporting 5g android will support 5g they say it will work natively with 20 plus carriers that are going to be releasing 5g networks in 2019 um they're also going to be releasing and working with some of the carriers in more uh intimate ways like releasing phones to them um, so for example, it's no longer just Verizon with the Google Pixel 3a. It's going to be Sprint, T-Mobile, uh, I think it was Boost, AT&T I think is still strictly like iPhone 
kind of like territory um so on and so forth they also notice that with three more there are going to be three more major updates with uh android beta q um, before the final release in the third quarter of 2019 so Right now, there are some things that are broken. So, for example, there are games that will quite literally crash um, when you try to open them. So, if I go and try to open up uh, Clash Royale, it closes automatically. <laughs> you didn't even make it to the load, to the no, load it, it does, the it load doesn't screen. even make it there. No, not at all. Um, there are apps that, like, if you, like, if you log in with Facebook... You can get to the login screen, and then when you click login with Facebook, it crashes. But Facebook works just fine. So I don't understand that at all. Um, then there are also apps like uh, Adblock uh, Browser. So, for example, if I wanted to go to uh, Adblock, you know, adblockplus.org, their own website, I then get this error message saying unexpected response from server saying that uh, make sure my system has the personal security manager installed and that this might be due to a non-standard configuration on the server. It's probably my device. So yeah, there are still things that are broken. Um, on WhatsApp, for example, screenshots do not show up. They did before the update. So for example, if I was to try and send, uh, actually, you know what? I'm not going to do that because I don't know what people have been sending inside WhatsApp, and I'm not about to put that on there. <laughs> Next thing you know, I have a bunch of sheiks running around in Super, um, Super Smash Brothers on my screen. Um, they're also going to be redesigning the Google Play Store for Android TV coming later this year. And they say that Android TV Q store for Android TV coming later this year, but it either isn't available or can't be played right now. <laughs> I did not say anything to turn you on. Cancel. Sorry, I'm not sure how to help. Okay. Thank you, Google. You could shut off on now. Thank you. Good. Um, they were saying that Android TV Q update does not need to be on the same timeline um, as Android Q. So when Android Q comes out, it doesn't necessarily mean that Android TV Q will come out at the same time. Um, when it comes to the Nest Hub Max, which is their new version and a bigger version for the living room area, that pretty much does everything that the Google Hub did already, just on a bigger screen. Um, it's now going to allow you, like Vicky was saying earlier, to you know wave to do things and so on and so forth. Um, so if I read this right, this is a 10-inch Google Assistant um, screen that offers the same functionality um, as the Google Home Hub it's going to but also has better speakers a camera for video calls home security and facial recognition 
and is going to be launching in the summer for $229. They also said that, you know, they revamped everything. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much covering it. Was there... I don't think I missed anything. No, I don't feel like you did. And we did that in half the time that they had that conference. Because that was like a two-hour conference. We did that in a little less than an hour. I feel I feel accomplished. But, um, yes. So, that is it for this episode of More Tech. I'd like to thank our viewers for stopping by and being a part of the conversation. Uh, post a hoax, you know, I still may swing by and, you know, play in your treehouse. you can see how soft my potatoes are um let me let me stop Uh, i'd like to thank my co-host for coming on as well so thank you vicky i know it's it's been rough with time recently yeah for the last couple weeks yeah so um, if you've missed any part of this episode, guys, don't forget you can head over to morecookies, M-O-A-R cookies.com and watch any of our past episodes or just listen to the audio versions. They're podcasts. You, you don't have to go to our website for that. You can also just look them up on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, I'm, this weekend, I'm probably going to try and work on SoundCloud. If not, then I'll probably be saying that again next week um but esports wrap our sister show will be on next week tuesday at 6 30 p.m eastern standard time this show more tech will be back at 6 30 p.m eastern standard time on thursday next week and if you want to be a part of any of our conversations feel free to hit us up on twitter at moar underscore cookies or join in our discord which is linked below this video if you're on uh youtube or twitter or mixer yeah until next time, guys. Take care. Oh, wait, no, you changed it. Uh, okay. Keep it savvy. <laughs> but I like the way you did it. <laughs> Later. <laughs>